once every 10 minutes or so. I thought maybe we were near an automatic machine. Sometimes, when the sounds came, I would have flashes of terrible things. It was disgusting and wrong, but it happened. I couldn't help it. I wondered if Melissa had the flashes, but I didn't dare ask her. If my only companion thought I was crazy, well, I don't think it would end well. We had thought it was some sort of hostage take at first. We thought we had been taken captive by criminals. That's what we decided. It was a normal assumption. About 30 thumps into the day, though, our thoughts changed. We were hungry. If the thumps were really coming every 10 minutes, then 30 thumps meant we'd been awake for five hours. I could hear my stomach growling, and once I even heard Melissa's. We were thirsty more, though. My throat was sore and dry, but we had no water or food. We were talking about what we do when we get out of this box when it happened. The interviews and books and maybe even movies that would come. We could both get rich off of this. We tried to remain positive like that. Suddenly, everything went black. It felt only like a second, and I didn't realize my eyes had closed until I opened them. Melissa and I woke up at the same time. We were confused. Somehow, we'd blacked out at the same time and woken up at the same time. And food, Melissa whispered. There's food. And water. She was staring into the corner of the room where before there'd been nothing. But now, there were two trays of food and water on them. My stomach rumbled and I didn't care where they had come from or how we'd blacked out. Let's eat, I said, grabbing our trays. We can talk about it in a few thumps. Melissa actually laughed. Funny how the way we measure time can change just like that, she said, grabbing her food. But I guess it's just as good as minutes or hours. The food was good. Warm. Steak and potatoes. A scoop of ice cream for dessert. A liter bottle of water to drink. The steak was pre-cut for us, so no knives. The forks we were given were dull, very dull. No way we could hurt anyone with them. Not that we would be able to regardless, since it seemed they couldn't do loss of consciousness whenever they wanted to. I got the feeling that once we were done eating, we'd just black out again and the forks and trays would be gone. We ate in silence, and then my guess was confirmed. We lost our trays and forks, and again we were just in an empty concrete box. We never actually talked about it. We kept busy talking about other things. After another 50 or so thumps, we went to sleep. It was hard at first to sleep with the thumps, but as with anything, you grow accustomed to it. You grow accustomed to the thumps and the flashes and the blackouts, just as people grow accustomed to phones and planes and iPods. This is adaptation. This is evolution. I don't know how long we slept, but every day there seemed to be less time in between each thump. Each day, though, the food seemed to get a little better. The first day's food was good, but it seemed bland. Each day, the food tasted better, as if a reward for losing time between thumps. This is conditioning. By day 10, there was barely any time between thumps. The food was delicious. We couldn't get enough. Melissa and I got along well enough. We were becoming pretty big friends, and at around day five, we started having sex. We didn't love each other, but we were both adults. We both wanted something to keep us busy and entertained. Why not sex? 
Day 12, though, things took a turn. They went bad. We were eagerly awaiting lunch. We were ready for the blackout, ready to delight in the delicious food we'd come to expect. We weren't thinking of, about escape. We weren't thinking about anything. Thumps, flashes, food, thumps, flashes, food. The flashes gotten worse, so much worse. The thumps came fast now. The flashes were in my head all the time. Babies, flayed open and dead. Dogs, limbs severed and lying in pools of blood. Cats with their eyes pulled out and their organs ripped from their abdomens. All just animals, dead animals. Their lives had been so important before, now useless. Now nothing. Now just a heap of bloody regret. This is my future. This is the death of all. Thump. Darkness. When I awoke, I didn't smell food like I was used to. Melissa was already awake, crying. What's the matter? I asked her. Why are you awake already? I didn't fall asleep this time, she whispered. They, they came in. They came in straight through the wall. They were so hideous. They, they, she started to sob. Calm down, Melissa, I said. I went to her and put my arm around her. She latched onto me weakly. Tell me what happened. They don't have mouths, Tom, she cried. They're not human, but the thumps, the thumps come from their heads. We don't hear them with our ears, Tom. I never noticed before, but we hear them in our heads. Do you understand? They didn't bring food. They said that they'll keep bringing food from now on, but not today. They tried to tell me something else, but, but they had to stop thumping to talk to me. Once the thumping was gone, I didn't hear. I didn't want to. I begged them to stop, to bring it back. They stopped talking. They left. This is necessary. I held Melissa until she stopped crying and fell asleep. I thought about the changes we had now. I was trying to comfort her, but all I could think about was the, the flashes had stopped. I hadn't realized until that moment because I was so used to the flashes accompanying the thumps that I had given myself flashes, but they weren't coming anymore. Not really. Something had changed since mealtime, and it made me almost uncomfortable. I could understand Melissa panicking when the thumping stopped now, though I didn't think I would have freaked out that badly. Melissa was still crying. I'm sorry, Tom, she mumbled, pushing her face into my chest. I could feel her tears seeping through my shirt. I should have been able to talk to them, but the thumps. It's so strange when they're gone. I'm used to them now. I understood. I understood perfectly. We spent the rest of the day solemnly talking not about what we would do when we got out, but how we possibly could get out. Things weren't normal. The thought that they might get out was beyond us now. We accepted it. We could live like this, at least for a while. One day, maybe in a month or a year, we might use our forks and dig into our wrists. Did they have thumps in heaven or hell? or whatever lies beyond. We got food the next day. Thumbs continued and flashes remained silent. The food was better and life was good again. Melissa, though, she was shaken. Maybe it was seeing our captors that had her so on edge. Maybe they put something in her head. The flashes, I thought. Is it possible that they left my head and went to hers? 
Crazy, but crazier things had happened here. Every day, Melissa got more nervous, more agitated. I couldn't understand. I tried to talk to her about it, but she wouldn't answer my questions. She just looked at me and shook her head. Nothing's wrong, she would say. I'm just tired. This is denial. It happened on day 20. We fell asleep. We woke up and ate our food. We went about things as usual. I didn't know. If I had, I would have done something. Suffering alone is a thousand times worse than suffering with a friend. I was finished my dessert, and Melissa did it quick as lightning. She stabbed herself, hard, in one wrist, then the other. Then she shoved it in her mouth. She jammed it in her throat, pulling and pushing and grinding it in there, trying to desperately kill herself to end it. One wrist was bright red, but it hadn't drawn blood. The other, she had stabbed harder, much harder, and had holes in it. The holes were pretty deep, leaking, pouring blood. Blood was trickling out of her mouth, and when I threw my food down and reached out to stop her, she kicked me in the chest. I fell against the wall, and she kept stabbing, cutting, choking with the fork. I didn't even realize I was screaming, and the thumbs had joined together by this point, making constant noise, and it was hard to hear over. Eventually, she slowed and forced the fork down her throat. She gagged and choked and retched, but it didn't come out. I got her and pushed my, her arms away and reached in. But it was far down at this point. Too far. My only companion? Dying. She died quickly. Between the blood and the choking, I don't know what killed her. I didn't care. I cried the rest of the day. I felt like I was doing the same thing. I thought maybe I would the next day. Maybe I would join her again. At least I wouldn't be alone. The next day, however didn't work out like that. I waited and waited. Eventually, the blackout came. I was eager to kill myself after a delightful meal. I just hoped I didn't mess it up. I'd hate to be half dead on the floor, pissing and shitting myself alone for who knows how long. Fortunately, I didn't have the opportunity to mess it up. I woke up outside. It was dark. This wasn't right. No, I whispered. No one was in sight but I could see the lights of a town in the distance. I was out. I'd made it out of my concrete prison. No. This is panic. This is change. I'm not ready for this. The thumps were gone, but things had changed. Adaptation, conditioning, the thumps were gone, the flashes were back. Evolution. I wasn't used to the silence. It was driving me mad. The flashes didn't help. I knew what would make the flashes go away though. The thumps, they would keep the flashes at bay, make me comfortable again. That was all I needed. And they'd been teaching me how to make the thumps. They'd been teaching me since day one. I just had to. I grimaced, not wanting to think about it. But I needed the thumps. What did I have to lose anyway? My only companion was gone. I stood and headed for the town in the distance. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence.
Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid.